Over the summer months, we've been following a series of studies in the Lord's Prayer, uh, the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples whenever they asked him how to pray. Uh, And I know that many of you have appreciated the chance to to think a little bit more deeply about that well-known part of Jesus' teaching. If you haven't had the chance to hear uh, the series or to hear some part of the series, then you should be able to fill in any gaps by listening uh, to recordings on on the church website, uh, and maybe you take the chance to do that. This morning, we come to the sixth and the final petition. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. What does Jesus mean with those words? Well, it helps us to understand that the Greek words here, perasmos, translated in the NIV as temptation, actually has another crucial meaning. It means temptation, all right, but it also means test. And although a temptation and a test superficially might appear to be somewhat similar, in the end, they're two quite different things. A test is something that's meant to build a person up, to prove their character, and in the process to improve it. Whereas a temptation is meant to entice a person to sin and to pull them down in the end. If a parasmos can be either of these things, then it's probably a difficult or a challenging situation in our lives, which proves to be either a test that builds us up or a temptation which tears us down. Whether it ends up being a test or a temptation depends on who's behind it and how we respond to it. Now with that in mind, let's look again at this petition. Lead us not into temptation. In some ways, it's a weird thing to pray. To ask God, who will never encourage any one of us to sin or lead us toward a sinful action, to ask him not to lead us into temptation. So why this petition? We'll look again at the full wording. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, you may not be about to tempt us or to bring us down, but keep us from Satan, who's only too ready to do that, given half the chance. You see, Satan takes the tests that we experience and seeks to turn them into temptation. There are events and experiences in our lives through which our loving Father God wants to improve our character, to build us up, But Satan sneaks in and tries to subvert that and take the same event and use it to destroy our character and our faith. It's very subtle and it's unrelenting. So here's what Jesus is asking us to pray. Father, as you lead us to the test, don't let the test become a temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. We're going to spend just a few minutes trying to get to the heart of this. Three questions. Why does God test? How does Satan tempt? And how do we overcome temptation? First then, why does God test us? Well, it's for one simple and profound reason. It's because life 
life with a capital L, life to the full, is only found in trusting God. The quality of my life and of yours depends on how we are trusting God. To make sure that we really are trusting God, that we're not just trusting in our careers or our wealth or our families or or the other things that we trust in, from time to time, God tests us. And the New Testament scholar William Barclay, he says about these tests that we're intended to emerge from them spiritually strengthened and enriched. Don't know if that strikes a chord with you. If you've been through a hard time that you wouldn't want to repeat, but as you look back on it, you know that God built you up. He made you stronger in him. The Greek word parasmos here, it's used about refining gold. So so you burn away the dross. You make sure that it's the pure gold that's left. And it's because God is doing this in our lives that James, the writer, is able to say, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Why does God test? To build us up. Second question, how does Satan tempt us? Well, because Satan hates God and because he wants you to hate God too, he gets us to doubt the goodness of God. That's what Satan's about all the time. If he can make me doubt the goodness of God, then he'll be able to entice me to do anything he wants. The two biggest temptation stories in the Bible both show this dynamic at play. So think for a moment about Adam and Eve Eve in the Garden of Eden. Page 5, Genesis chapter 3, if you want to remind yourself of what's going on there. God creates a perfect environment for Adam and Eve to live in, but as soon as Satan approaches them, he immediately sows seeds of suspicion in their minds. He raises a a suspicion that God isn't good, that he's not for them. And he does it by conveniently leaving out key words of God's command. So he asks Eve, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Well, actually, no, Satan. God did not say that. He had said in chapter 2, verse 16, recorded for us, you are to eat from any tree in the garden. God goes on to warn them about a way that will lead them to harm. He says, you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat of it, you'll surely die. Do you see what Satan's done? He takes God's positive, you can eat from any tree in the garden, bar the one that will do you harm. And Satan makes it a negative. Did God really say you can't eat from any tree? He's seducing Adam and Eve by asking them to doubt the goodness of God and they fall for it. Hook, line and sinker. 
And do you know what? They're not the only ones. Every human being ever since has struggled to believe in the goodness of God. We've imagined that life will be better if only we keep God out of the road and go our own way. Every human being has struggled to believe in the goodness of God, all except one, Jesus Christ. When Jesus, God's Son, came and lived among us, he trusted so in the goodness of God that he won through against temptation. And that's the second temptation story I want to think with you uh, quickly about this morning. Jesus was tempted, but he stood strong and he won through. So 40 days of fasting in the Judean desert, Satan approaches the famished Jesus and he says to him, if you're the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus, you've just heard a voice from heaven at your baptism saying, this is my beloved son, in him I'm well pleased. Can't be true. If he really was your father, if you really were his son, he'd look after you better than this. He'd provide more for you in the desert than he has. A second time, Satan tempted Jesus to doubt the Father's love and to force the Father to prove it. He took Jesus to the highest point of the temple and he said, if you're the Son of God, then jump down. God will have to to perform a stunt and save you. He's promised he will. A third time, Satan tempts Jesus to doubt the Father's love. He takes him to a high mountain. He shows him the whole world and he says, all of this. Everything you see before you can be yours. Right here, right now. All you have to do is bow before me. You don't have to go through with the Father's ridiculous, naive, and cruel plan. You don't have to die for these people. You can have it all here and now. What kind of a father would put you through that? Can he be good? Do you see the pattern of how Satan tempts? Three times he tempts Jesus and each time he's pushing Jesus to doubt the goodness of God. Jesus refuses to be taken in and he tells Satan where to go. Why does God test us? To build us up. How does Satan tempt us? By pushing us to doubt the goodness of God. Finally for this morning, how do we overcome temptation? Since our greatest temptation is to doubt the goodness of God, we must Allow our our minds to rest in the place where God has proved his goodness to us. In our hearts, we, we dwell in that place where God showed his total commitment for us. We stand before the cross of Jesus Christ. 
The greater our grasp of God's love for us in the cross of Jesus, the stronger we become in the face of temptation. I was talking to one of our members about this just this week. Uh, We were talking about the very difficult experiences uh, that this person had, had been living through for years now. And at one point in the conversation, I asked them, how did you manage to live through that and come out the other side still trusting in God? Did you not find yourself saying, God, if this is the best you can do for me, then stuff it. How were you able to keep trusting in the goodness of God? And the person said to me, I did try to walk away from God many times. But each time I found that I couldn't, I remembered how God had saved me. And I remembered how he's changed my life. I remembered how every good thing I have, I have because of him. And from now on, I only want to live for him. How do we defeat temptation? We keep our eyes on the cross of Jesus Christ. We look to his beaten and bloodied body and we see his love for us. We see him dying in the end, a final commitment to hold nothing back from us. And every time we look at the cross, we believe a little more deeply in the goodness and in the love of God. And we become a little stronger in the face of temptation. Let us pray. (coughs) Father God, we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. We say, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Lord, help us to trust fully and finally in your goodness. Show us that life with you is the best life. Help us to live in the light of your love shown for us on the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen.